Hello again and welcome to Raw Fork Podcast. My name is Marina Buxov and I'm your host today. Um, I'm continuing today with episode five, which is titled Diet Part Two, Food. So continuing my diet series, we come to the most important part of it, the food itself. Paleo, gluten-free, low-fat, low-carb, Atkins, vegetarian, vegan, GAPS, traditional, raw, intermittent fasting. With so many varying dietary theories, it is easy to get confused and overwhelmed. Which of these methods will work for you? Each of the above diets has their own benefits and drawbacks, and I will expand on each of them in this blog that I'm reading from. It's important to note that nutritional sciences, unlike any other hard science, is not governed by universally agreed upon laws, as pointed out by Joshua Rosenthal, founder of IIN, which I attended. There's no one-size-fits-all approach, and one person's treat may be another's poison. Instead, the perfect diet is highly bio-individual and all depends on what works best for a specific person. Factors such as ancestry, genes, blood type, gender, age, environment, and state of physical and emotional health all influence the nutritional demands for an individual. These needs may also change throughout a person's lifetime. Periods of raw cleanses and fasts, for example, may benefit a person in the short term, while a mix of vegetarian, paleo, or traditional diet may suit them at other times in their lives. Pregnant women may have higher protein and animal requirements than they may normally need otherwise. Similarly, athletes have different requirements from those with less physical demands. However, there are a couple of universal truths that the leading experts in all fields of nutrition seem to agree on. It can be summarized by the coined phrase, eat food, not too much, mostly plants, by Michael Pollan, author of In Defense of Food, An Eater's Manifesto and other books. Specifically, the top things all experts agree on are the following. One, eat real food, period. Shop the periphery of the grocery store for things that are not processed or packaged, things without nutrition labels, things that appear in nature, preferably grown organically and or purchased from farmers markets. Two, drink water when thirsty. Minimize consumptions of liquids that are not water, such as caffeinated beverages, soda, juice, and alcohol. Three, avoid sugar or artificial sweeteners. Sugar is ubiquitous, and sources of it include not only what you add to food, but are also hidden in packaged products, such as the healthy breakfast cereals and restaurant meals. Sugar raises blood insulin, which turns on a lot of metabolic and hormonal pathways, eventually leading to fat storage of all excess sugars and carbs and can lead to insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome, and diabetes. Four, eat a diet rich in plants, mostly vegetables, and moderate in fruit. Green leafy vegetables such as kale and cruciferous vegetables such as broccoli are rich in nutrients, minerals, and vitamins, as well as fiber and water content. Fruits also contain antioxidants and fiber in their skin, such as pectin, but have more sugar than vegetables, so should be eaten more sparingly. 5. Consume healthy fats, mostly plant-based. Fats high in omega-3 can be found in avocados, coconut milk, nuts such as walnuts, and seeds such as pumpkin and flax or chia. 
Animal sources include wild-caught salmon and other fish, organic eggs, and good quality dairy products such as raw goat or cow whole milk and cheese. Fats are the preferred source of energy fuel and help metabolize other fat in our bodies as well as increase the HDL, which is the good cholesterol, and uh, lower the LDL, which is the bad cholesterol. It also adds flavor to our foods and keeps us satisfied and fuller for longer times, um, which decreases cravings overall. Six, when cooking food, use the least destructive methods such as light steaming or quick boiling to preserve the maximum nutrient and enzyme content. Do not eat fried foods as the frying process creates free radicals which can damage your cells. Please visit the Old Ways Common Ground for additional resources regarding a general nutritional consensus. Just because there are many ways of eating and many expert opinions of dietary theories doesn't mean there is ambiguity of what is healthy. There are differences, of course, but there are more similarities, and the above guidelines can be followed for universal dietary advice. Um, Please enjoy this episode, comment if I missed anything, and visit rawfork.com for my complete blog of this article and many more. Uh, Again, this is the Raw Fork Podcast. My name is Marina, your host, and I look forward to seeing you guys next week.